Hey, you mind if I pray once before we do yep. this? Yep, yep. Lord, thank you for this past four years. Thank you for the friendship you've developed between me and Joseph. Uh, thank you for your blessing to the both of us mm-hmm. and learning about being better men from other men, from each other, from your word. And thank you for the ability to teach the men that listen to the show. It's been a true privilege. Thank you for these four years. Please bless this episode as you blessed all the others to your glory and to the benefit of those listening and to us. And we pray in your name. Amen. All right. One more time. Here we go. This is how we disable toxic masculinity. We need to kill all men. This pagan patriarchalism that is coming back out of the shadows. Feminists hate patriarchy. It's the woman that runs the show and the woman that runs the community and is the backbone of, of that area. I'm a nasty woman. A loud, vulgar, proud woman. Patriarchy. Are you saying you have authority over me? Go eat your superior. I personally can't see why egalitarianism would be a bad thing. The assumption that wives should make babies instead of money is part of the patriarchy. Don't say hi to strange women you don't know. Patriarchy. The patriarchy. 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 To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And that is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. You are on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, and you are listening to The Patriarchy. My name is Tony DePonte, and I am joined by my co-host, Pastor Joseph Randall Spurgeon. Woman, get back in here and make me a sandwich. Joseph, yet again, dare I ask... What kind of sandwich are you eating today? Man, this has been the craziest two weeks I have ever had in my entire life. Do tell. I mean, I don't even know where to begin, man. It's like... Begin with the true story that you've always... uh, You're not going to believe this story. I will never believe your story. I kind of want to just come out with the like... I'm gonna I'm gonna get the pun out of the way so you know this is a true story. It's, so I'm, there's okay, go ahead. I'm still not gonna. Did believe. you know deer can jump higher than the average house? No, it's because of their strong hind legs and the fact that the average house can't jump. <laughs> I think you've told that one before. <laughs> I don't know if I have or not. <laughs> All right, now now you can believe me, right? Okay. No, I won't. <laughs> So about two weeks ago, I got offered a job to be a mailman. I was trying to pick up some extra money okay, for, um, you know, like being a pastor, you don't make a ton. And, and so I was trying to make drive a drive a Mercedes and yeah, 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 yeah sure. We're, we're gold and stuff. Yeah. With my Rolex and <laughs> prosperity and health. Yep. Name it, claim it. Yep. So anyways, I, I got the job as a mailman. And they handed me my first letter, and I was like, man, this isn't for me. 
And so, <laughs> and, and, and so I can see it on your face. <laughs> but you know, I stuck with it. Okay, and and so I went out, and I went to the first house, man. And I got there and was getting ready to put the. You're not even supposed to knock. You know, you just put the the mail in the mailbox, right? Yeah. Why Dude, would you knock at the mailbox. Well, because they're the mailboxes next to the house. Oh, that kind. Okay, I, I, I'm not okay. knocking. I'm just going door to door and 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 dropping okay, it put right. A mail slot. Okay, I got you. Dude opens the door. It's this German guy. He's got a shotgun, and he's like, he points at me, tells me to come in the house. Wow, that took a turn. Okay. Yeah, man. So I got kidnapped. I've been kidnapped for like the last couple of weeks. You look good for being kidnapped. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and this German or German man, he was nuts, dude. It's coming. It wasn't just me. There was like three other men uh, that were mailmen that were there in his basement, and he would hold us hostage. He he did cook dinner for us. He had some. We had buffalo sandwiches. I think it was a gay buffalo, (laughs) or or no no. It was one of the ones likes both. It likes both uh, both genders. It was a bison. Oh goodness. Oh, I almost actually answered that. Oh. Anyways, anyway, so there we are. It's nearly a hundred episodes, and he's still getting me. And we're in the in his basement, and that was my sandwich, by the way. It was the bison, and then um, the, the oh boy, because that's the only thing I've had to eat, man. <laughs> okay. And he would make us line up, and he would tell us we'd had to move our heads back and forth and say tick tock, tick tock, like a clock. It was the weirdest thing. And and he would hold us down there in the basement, and then like every day he would come and say, "Okay, turn your head, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock." Thing is, I was not going to give in to him, man. Okay. And so, I when he would come, I was not doing it. I, I would just stand there going tick tick tick, like and because I was ticked off to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going tick tick tick. Mm-hmm. Anyways. That was terrible. I think he was getting pretty frustrated because I heard about it. And so he came up to me, this German guy, and he says, what do we got, a rebel? He goes, well, don't worry. We have ways of making you talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was terrible. (laughs) But I never gave in, man. Never gave in. Yeah. And then finally... Got tired of us and let us go, and <laughs> I managed to get out just in time to make it to this show. True story, dude. True, true story. Yeah, I'm true sure. story. Absolutely. I'm not doing mail ever again. It's just not for me. I'm sure it's the true story. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those Germans, man. Yeah, they got ways of making you talk, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do kind of feel like I'm. Well, no, I can't. I was gonna like I could tell my kids that. I don't know if all of them are gonna get it, but okay. Yeah. Okay, is that it, or is there, dare I ask if there's more to that story? No, I mean I literally came out of that guy's house into the recording studio, and mm. yep, after eating all that uh, transsexual buffalo, the transsexual. bison. <laughs> I thought it was a bison. <laughs> it's just that poor animal <laughs> just keeps getting worse. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I actually had a really good meal tonight. My my wife, uh, she's been so. I'm I'm not still doing carnivore diet, um, but I'm I'm. I guess it's kind of like keto at this point. I 
you know, I'm trying to limit the carbs. Okay. Like I, I okay. still have some bread like on Sundays, like at church, because we do like uh, lunch and stuff at church and, and it's well, kind of hard it, to do potluck, but it's really kind of you for your wife. What? To not eat that much bread. I mean, cause that means she doesn't have to grow out and plant more oh, wheat and, and harvest the wheat yeah. and, and all yeah, that stuff the, as much yeah. as she has. In the, the wheat past. harvest this year, it's not as, not as big. Yeah. So she hasn't been able to harvest as, as much, as much wheat and grind it and whatever, make the flour. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's that's absolutely the reason that that I entirely went on a carnivore and then keto diet is, is so my wife didn't have to grind all the grain. Oh, long time listeners, you can laugh at that. Uh, anyway, it was. Uh, oh, so, um, so there wasn't any like uh, carbs and stuff tonight, but she made uh, like this chicken breast and stuff, and it was it's it, it's. Uh, she put some kind of cashew sauce thing on it. I don't know what she made. It, it was really good. That was really. I I should probably know what these things are. I don't know. I'm a man, so when I eat it, I'm just like, this is good. So it's good. But she had that, and then she grilled some. Uh, uh, not asparagus. We had that yeah the other night. Um, what are the little round things? Um, oh, oh, you, uh, um, oh shoot. They're they're vegetables. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. Brussels sprouts. Um, <laughs> one of my kids thought. Thought it was a huge pee. <laughs> um, but so some grilled Brussels sprouts and then um, what was the last? Oh, uh, some um, peppers and stuff too. Some grilled peppers, which is really, really good. Um, so that was good. And then my daughter, uh, we got a new coffee machine. Um, I know you don't care because you don't like coffee. And our longtime listeners will know Joseph likes sweet tea, which is brown Kool-Aid. What do you call my coffee? Bitter, bitter water, bitter, bitter bean, bean water. water. Yep. Um, but we got a new that. coffee machine. Our other one was absolutely terrible. Um, is this got, like, like the hand crank? Is that what you did? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, she, she good pulled the beans her, out of the ground. She, they know. Yes, but yes, she, yes. she really tried the night. And uh, actually, it's a really good coffee machine. I don't know what brand it is. Um, but uh, we make coffee all the time now. But my daughter actually wanted to make me coffee tonight. So she did a. She tried. You, you ever. I don't know about your kids. Your kids ever try to make you coffee, or not coffee, but try to make you food and then like sometimes it's not quite right like it's a little off um so you're gonna laugh at this because this truly is bitter bean water at this point so i'm drinking the coffee that she made and it just doesn't taste right and it has stuff in it and first i thought she just got the grounds in it but it tasted like dirt I mean, really. And then I, I remember like they, what coffee tastes like. Well, hey, yeah, shut up. I knew you were going to go there. But no, but they were out playing in the creek today. <laughs> it was really like, did she get dirt in this? And so I was like, honey, she's like, how's the coffee? And I was like, it's, 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 it's okay. It kind of tastes like dirt, though. And she was like, yeah, it's fresh ground coffee. Yeah, ground from the ground. Oh, oh. Okay. I expected a bigger reaction. Touche. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting it. <laughs> I know. I know. You were staring at me actually thinking I was serious on that one. So, oh, but, okay. Yeah. Yes. So All eventually right. I had to get you at one point. So what better episode than this one? Okay. Okay. Good job. So big announcements this episode. If you're, if you're listening to this episode and you've probably read the description of the episode, you know that we have, we think we have a big announcement. We actually have three and they legitimately will change the show forever. Forever. So, forever. I should have got that as a soundbite for this. That would have been great. Eh, anyway, I can put it in later. Future me, if you're editing this, just put it in. If it's not too much work. I probably won't. Forget that. <laughs> this is future me. Yeah, I didn't add it. 
you'll live. Back to the show. Anyway, so we're going to actually split this up into three. So we're going to we're going to give it to you slow here in, in our announcement rollout. So before we do that, though, because this is going to change the show, we kind of wanted to go back in time a little bit um, and play a couple things from way, way back. One of these is from episode two and the other one's from episode three that we did because it's just kind of a fun thing. And then we'll kind of make our first announcement after that. So we're going to transition to this one right here. This first one that we're going to play was from episode two, which was an episode on education. And we did this little like commercial uh, for an app called Unreading if, you're, if your kids were bad at reading and went to public school. So this actually features quite a few people in it. So here, we're going to go to this and then we'll come back. Hey, honey, how was school today? Not good. I got my report card today. Well, let me see it. Oh, I see you got a smiley face in math, uh, a rainbow in history. Oh, and wow, you even got a hammer and sickle in economics. What? What's this? You got an F in reading? All my coworkers are going to think we have stupid kids. Does your child struggle in reading? Do they have a hard time comprehending the words on the page? Are you tired of your Facebook friends posting about their children reading such classics as War and Peace, Moby Dick, or The Handmaid's Tale? Were you hoping to be able to brag about your children reading, but your children keep failing you? Well, we have the program for you. Introducing Unreading, a revolutionary new way for you to look good in front of all your friends. Just download our new convenient app, take a video of your child talking in front of a book, and by the marvelous wonders of our patented unreading overdub technology, you'll have a video of your child reading at a homeschool level, even though they're in public school. Honey, I know how to fix your reading problem. Sit down here and let me record you reading. But Dad, I don't know how to read. Well, don't you worry, darling. Daddy and unreading will fix you. C-spot, C-spot, run, run, spot, run. Taxation is theft. Well, Dad. I'm so proud of you, honey. Now let me share this to my 4,874 friends on Facebook. Here at Unreading, we believe that you have the right to be proud of your children, no matter how dumb they are. In an age of cutthroat social media, you can't afford to be lackadaisical with the perception of your parenting. No one wants to look like they don't care about their children's education. With Unreading, no one will even know. But don't take our word for it. Listen to these satisfied customers. My son Billy was dumber than a box of rocks. He still can't pronounce his own name, but all my co-workers think I'm one amazing dad. Thank you, Unreading. Between Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now Snapchat, I'm swamped. I mean, who has the time to compete for Mother of the Year? But thanks to Unreading, I've been Mother of the Year two years in a row at our Women's Auxiliary Facebook group. Thanks, Unreading. Now, for a limited time, if you act fast, with every purchase of Unreading, you'll also receive a copy of our award-winning ebook, Why Cats Make Good Children. Don't wait. Order Unreading today. 
because your child doesn't have to be smart for you to look smart. Oh my goodness, I forgot how funny that was. <laughs> Dude, that was that was good, man. I, that was that good. was my daughter, man. That was my daughter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So so that uh backstory, we uh that was the, the probably that might be one of the only episodes or or there was a couple where we actually record them in person together. So people always people most people listening to this don't realize you and I are not even I'm in the same state. In, yeah, yeah. We're like <laughs> Yeah. We're, you're like hours away. six or so hours away. Yeah, when I drive to go see you, you're like six hours away. Yeah, that was so. We recorded the first, um, well, we recorded the first four interviews together, and then I believe we recorded the first show or two of stuff like the our other segments. I think we recorded those together and we recorded the rest of them remotely, but that in particular was because you came up here with, and you brought two or three. I can't remember how many. Of your I, guys. Think I think two. I think I brought Charles and uh, Jasmine. Jasmine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. And so you brought them. And so yeah, we had Jasmine come out to the shop here and record that. She did a good job. And uh, and you and I recorded our stuff. My wife was uh, the lady at the end. Um, I was the announcer, and then the the other guy and stuff on there. Yeah, that was fun. That was we they, we put a lot into that one too. There was a lot of background stuff that went into that. But uh, yeah, that was that was your idea actually. Remember, I think you had it about some kind of funny app or something, and then we named yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we kind of worked that out. That was good. Yeah. That was fun. That was a fun. It's one. just way people were proud about their children and bragging yes. them online, and we yep. could easily made that for uh, against homeschoolers too. Yeah, or yeah, private for sure. school. I mean, it's all it's like yep. Yeah, that was the, uh, so if you want to go hear that again, that was on episode two. Uh, that was uh, the one on uh, education and knowledge, I think. So, want to do one more here? Sure, yeah. This one's one. sort of infamous. Um, this was on the very next episode after that on three. I believe it was on three, and it was on gender. Um, and that was, man, this is four years ago now, right? Like, it's gotten even crazier since then, but the... Uh, yeah, we'll play this first and then we'll talk about why we did it afterwards. So here we go. Yeah. In the arms of the angel, fly away. Every single year, tens of people who identify as animals feel abused by a culture unaccepting of their inner critter. Refused housing from zoos, animal shelters, and pet shops, they feel unwanted and unloved by our species' discriminating age. Longing for a time where people and animal people can coexist, these trans animals are desperate to become your trans pet. Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin, asking, will you be an angel for a helpless trans animal? Every day, these men who identify as cats, dogs, and parrots are mocked, laughed at abandoned, and they are crying out for help. Hey, Polly needs some help in here! Trans parrots like Polly are just quietly pleading for your compassion. Hey, Polly wants a steak! Hey lady, give me a steak! I want a medium, no burnt stuff like the last time! And a beer too, babe! Make it quick, I'm dying here! For just $40 a day, you can adopt a trans animal just like Polly. Polly, who is quietly... Hey, woman, where's my freaking beer at? Polly wants to change the channel, too. I'm tired of watching this garbage. Where's the remote? Polly wants the remote! <clears throat> quietly, suffering, and in need... Whatever you say, lady. 
Just get in here and change the channel and bring the steak with you. I said quietly. Yes, lady. You don't have to yell. As I was saying, you can be the angel that trans pets like Polly so desperately need. Please call 1-800-ADOPT-TRANS right now. With your donation, you can help provide shelter, care, and love for these trans pets. Your call right now says, I am here to help. Hey, Polly needs his papers changed. I just crafted a big one. It's all over the place. Man, it smells like you wouldn't believe. Hey, you coming, lady? Stupid bird. <laughs> Oh man, that's my that's one of my favorite things. Yeah, yes. that one was fun. We got some hate for that one, but that one was fun. So that that one is actually my wife and I. Um, my wife is very good at at doing just kind of the the straight pan voice, you know, on that stuff. And then um, yeah, I did Polly, which really kills my throat when I do Polly. But that was fun. Man, that, that, I, what it, It'd be funny to be able to like watch you do that because like when when I've seen you do it, you have to like lean back. Oh, I ha- like- yeah, well, because I can't yell it into the, into the microphone, uh, but yeah, I have to like lean way back and do it. I, it's hilarious because here I have windows in the shop that I record in, and I kind of wonder if my neighbors ever like, what is this guy doing out at his shop at, at like we, nine o'clock at night or something? You know, just we shouting were at dying stuff. Dying when just- we were. Uh, trying to come up with that and just, oh yeah we kept we came up with all kinds of there's there's probably like 100 outtakes or something oh yeah and and originally the original idea that you had was uh adopt a feminist yeah, yeah because start. because the one comedian had the uh adopt a what was it like adopt a millennial or something i think that's what it was and then remember, yeah, yeah but you had something. you had adopt a feminist and then it was because we were start kind of getting into doing our little stuff where we were doing like the feminist freak out and things like that but eventually it was like, no, 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 we got to do something with gender because this episode's on gender. And it was like, uh, adopt a uh, you know, transgender. And I was like, no, 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 just make them, make them like an animal because take, you know, take it to its logical conclusion. You could be whatever you want. And then it was like, okay, well, what kind of, what, what's it going to be? And then I don't know who came up with the bird. And it was like, let's make well, him a parrot. Can... And then it was like, but let's not actually make him a parrot. Let's just make him a guy who's just using it as an excuse. <laughs> just, like, just yell from the other room. And I think, I think my outtakes... I don't even know if they still exist, but I think my outtakes were largely me trying to figure out what accent to give this bird, you know, this guy. And and I tried to basically do like a chain smoking New Jersey guy, like sitting on a you know yep. couch or something like that. And yeah. my wife, this is a true story. My wife had no idea what we were doing. I just wrote the script and then I took all my stuff out and I just gave her this and I sat her in front of the mic and I was like, just read this. And then in between in every line, just pause. And she's reading it. I remember that her outtakes were just her leaning back from the microphone looking at me going, wait, what is this? And I was like, don't ask any questions. Just record. Just, just do it. <laughs> and then she, I, let her, I let her listen to it later. She, was, she, she thought it was really funny. And then my, I let my parents listen to it before we even released it. My mom was dying. She thought it was the funniest thing ever. But that was fun. That was a fun one to do. Um, but yeah, we did get some hate for that one. But yeah, that was fun. So those those were two from really early on, actually, um, that we did. We've done a lot of other stuff, and we'd never be able to go back and you know play it all again or something like that too. But but we wanted to we wanted to play that because uh, that's all audio stuff. So we we've largely well always been an audio podcast. Um, we've done a lot of stuff with like radio theater things like that where we act things out and do skits. Uh, but 
So First, should we do should we do announcement number one? Yeah, here, here, here I mean, go. I, I kind of hinted at it with like, "Hey, wouldn't it been nice to see you do that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. I, I got to use my sound effects. We're gonna end up going to a video podcast. So the Patriarchy Podcast is going from audio to video after four years now. It's been four years. You realize that it's been. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, so it's been, yeah, it four, well, been. four years you know, we, after we, we started, but almost four years to do this first for a while. Yeah. You know, people always said we had a face for the radio. You, so, hey, no, no one ever said that about me. I want people to see it, man. They only said <laughs> about you. They only said that you had a face for radio. So, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, man, dude, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I've gotten uh, a new. We've gotten some new equipment. There's actually a gentleman at my church that is full time photographer. Cool. and um yep. videographer actually and so he is going to help make sure that our uh, video podcast look good joseph's going to need a lot of help yeah. he always needs a lot of help so yeah uh, we're gonna I have mean, to, you gonna, are you gonna have like a makeup artist on your end there or you're gonna have somebody come over and do like all your you know put the little thing in your shirt and ahead of time and, yeah, 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 yeah 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 sure I'm going to get like one that. of those. Uh, hopefully, we can use filters, you know, like those uh, <laughs> like Snapchat filters. <laughs> we use filters to make ourselves look younger. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't need it. Okay. I look good. I look good. Yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah, so you, you could use some work. I don't know. But, yeah. No, but uh, I think this has been in the works. We've been planning this for a while with the podcast. Yeah, we've and, talked about it over time. And I know, uh, yeah, we've had, of course, we'll last. still have the, it'll still have the uh, same. Audio feeds, you still won't have to. I mean, it's not just going to be video. You can watch or not watch. Yeah, most podcast um, apps will let you uh, download the audio only. Um, I know Spotify and a few of the other ones will. They have options where you can just click to do audio only if you don't want to. If you don't. If you don't want to. You don't want to see Joseph's ugly face. <laughs> to see our ugly face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a that's big announcement number one, but we do have two more. Yeah. So people don't know what they're, what's coming, man. You got yeah. no idea what's coming, people. <laughs> We've got some big stuff coming. Should we go to the next? Uh, we play a couple more things. Yeah, we're gonna keep go back though. Uh, keep tracking where, where we've been a little bit more before we tell you where else we're going. So, so we're we're gonna go and we're gonna play. I actually kind of made this one next one a mashup. So anybody's listened to the show for a while, you know that we have had voicemail segments from time to time where uh, either real people call in, or a lot of times it's our characters and things like that that call in, or it is real people calling in, but it's also funny. So what I tried to do is I tried to go back and find most of them. Uh, it is hard to remember where they all are. And what I did is I took quite a few of them and I threw them into this this kind of mashup. Um, so it's still going to be like the voicemail segment we always do where you hear the dialing and stuff like that. But um, this one in particular is unique to this episode. Where the greatest just, hits. The gra- yeah, kind of. I, I mean, I'm sure we probably missed one or two somewhere and somebody will probably point it out. But I think these ones were pretty funny. And then we'll, uh, we'll chat about it afterwards here. So here we go. the voicemail of the patriarchy podcast leave your name number and message after the beep yeah hello is this that uh, this that place where i ordered a mail order bride there and um i ordered a while back and i ain't got it yet in the mail i've been looking at my tracking information got the tracking number looking online and it says it's stuck in one of your distribution facilities in moscow 
uh, Idaho. But the problem is I didn't order any kind of Russian uh, mail bride. I ordered one from uh, Asia. So I was just I was just calling. I mean, are you sending that thing by USPS or FedEx? Because I think uh, I wouldn't have said it by the USPS, but the FedEx pretty good. So, well, give me a call back. Hi, I, I was uh, I was looking for how to build a tent. I'm I seem to have lost it out of my podcast feed, and I'm in dire need of a tent right now. I'm I it looks like I'm out in the woods here, and I it's getting late and it's dark, and I I really need a tent. Okay, there's there's weird sounds coming out of the woods, and it, I'm getting nervous. So please direct me to how to get to how to build a tent. Uh, or just put it back in my podcast feed uh, because oh what was that I gotta go this is Polly the transparent that lady you sent over here to clean up my cage papers isn't doing her job and I haven't had a steak in a week she even expects me to get up off the couch calls it exercise or some nonsense Polly doesn't like her so send someone else message deleted oh hi guys this is Henry, with an I. Heard it was your, you know, 50th episode. That's super duper. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's cool, man. Uh, keep it up, guys. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you should, you know, still take the cigar out of the logo. Because, uh, you know, uh, worldly and all that. But, uh, you know, good work, guys. Uh, yeah, whoa, man stuff. Uh, bye. This is a Reverend Ryan Van Monet from the tribe of Benjamins calling to tell you about this exciting new ecumenical partnership with Jews for Mammon. And to launch this new holy rabbi spirit-filled ministry, I'm asking you to sow just a tiny seed of faith. Because if you don't have the faith to send me $5,000, then there's not even a mustard seed in that faithless heart of yours. With every small $5,000 seed, you are storing up power and healing for yourself, which even the mighty winds of COVID can't blow away. The Spirit is telling me right now that some of you have one leg that's shorter than the other. So right now, stretch that grotesque appendage out and put it right on the phone. Bam! Be healed. See that? Now I know you've got the faith to send that small seed of $5,000. So in the name of Mammon, amen. Tony, this is your mom. I don't think I appreciate the make me a sandwich segment you two do. I think it's very disrespectful, but I love you anyways, and have a good 50th episode. This is Jake Justice, the anti-racist, motivational speaker to white churches, white schools, white businesses, white people, and just anything white, including snowballs, because as the famous proverb says, if it's white, it's racist. I want to introduce my new book, Shut Up and Listen, You Racist, My Journey Out of White Fragility. In this breakthrough new book, I'll recount exactly how I ended my white fragility. Broken up into bite-sized chapters, such as Chapter 1, Shut Your White Racist Mouth. Chapter 2, You're Not Listening, White Garbage. And the heavy-hitting final chapter, Chapter 10, You Don't Know Jack Because Jack is Black. This soon-to-be best-selling book is sure to cure all that white fragility you've had from before time began. If you act now, I'll throw in your choice of a dream catcher, a pair of chopsticks, a pinata, a bucket of fried chicken, or a gold-plated yarmulke to help numb all that white fragility. 
But that's not all. The first 10 callers will also get Shut Up and Listen, You Racist, the workbook for racists, which is printed on entirely black pages. Wait, that's still not all. The first five callers will also get a free download of the audiobook read by none other than sitting president herself, Kamala Harris. Don't let this once-in-a-racist-lifetime offer pass you by. Get that big, fat wallet full of reparations out and call 1-800-555-HATE now. That's 1-800-555-HATE. Because remember, if you're white, you're racist, and we've got to talk about that. Dad, the toilet is clogged again. I'm not sure what happened. Maybe one of the boys threw another action figure down the drain or something, but it's really gross. Like Mom says it looks like the time you ate Taco Bell really late that one time. Then you wouldn't come out of the bathroom because you destroyed the- Message deleted. Hi! This is Gregory Greg McGregor, and I was interested in signing up for the PCA's first ever art show. I hear it happens in Missouri. How fabulous. Now, I know there's a queer, I mean, questionnaire, and don't worry, I know all the right answers. So if you could just email the registration link to me, that'd be super duper dippity duper. And I hear that this year is even going to have a dress up theme. And they're opening it up for boys too. How special. Looking forward to it, fellas. All right, that was kind of a <laughs> montage of a lot of fun. Oh, man. Oh goodness, my yeah. favorite dude. Is Those the were Reverend fun. Monet. Those were fun to do. And you, you did the first one there with the mail order bride one. I actually think we did two of those, um, with that one in there. And then uh, that's a true story. That's actually my mom. That really is my mom that called in uh, for our fiftieth episode. Um, so she she did a couple takes. She did a good job on that one. And um, my daughter, that's actually my daughter. Um, you'll hear from her a little bit later and stuff too. But um, she did that on there. But and the rest of them are my schizophrenic personality. Um, <laughs> although Joseph has a lot of good ideas, he usually has some kind of the idea of the character, and then I don't know what happens inside my head with that. Usually, yeah, kind of I tell you, I tell you, like this is what it's going to be like, and then you're, you you've got the voice, and it goes. Man. I it, and I sit here, me coming up with voices for the characters. It it usually takes a while. I usually don't do it uh, when we're recording, obviously, but. I sit here and, I don't know, I go through lots of them and I try and get inside my head and figure out what they would sound like and stuff. And then I try to just make it more and more and more over the top until I kind of got what it's going to sound like. But um, those were fun. Those were, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Oh, uh, oh, so Confused Batman was the second one. You were laughing at that one. I could see you because of the How to Build a Tent. So back, so for very long-time listeners, um, How to Build a Tent was Matt Williams' show, uh, actually on the network before us. And then... Uh, he went to the Matt Williams show. He changed the name, and then he went off the network, and he did other things with business. Well, what you need to know is the Fight, Laugh, Feast network, when it first started, had one feed, didn't have the app. Oh, goodness. Yes, that's right. And then there was cross-politic, and then... <laughs> And then no, there all was of a just sudden, there was just how to build a tent. Well, then they they just he did this how to build a tent every single day, every and day. nobody knew what was like what happened to cross politic, and, and, yeah. and it was just like yep, that's right. It was kind of this oh, running joke that. that like the only thing that you got on the Fight Lab so Network feed before was we had our own feed, before they got us our yeah. own feed, and before they had the app, um, and everybody was under 
the Fight, Laugh, Feast podcast feed. And, and listeners that didn't remember this era, like when I say everybody, I meant everybody. So every episode on the network was under one feed and you just had to sort through and figure out what you wanted to get. And so what I would do is every, every time that I would schedule our episode to drop, I would, <laughs> sorry, Matt, if you're listening to this, I don't think I ever told Matt this. I would I would look in the schedule of when Matt scheduled his episode to drop, and I would schedule it one minute after it so that ours would be above his in the feed for that <laughs> day. Dirty dog. Because <laughs> I was like, it's not fair, man. <laughs> like every day, like we get bumped out of there. So, but he 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 grinded hard on that. He did one every single day. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the original one was how to build a tent, and um, so that was our. Our character, Confused Batman, was always confused about something, and so we, we thought that was a funny one to kind of throw in there when he changed the name of the show. And then we had uh, the Ryan, Reverend Ryan Van Monet. That was your idea. I That's my you, favorite You came one, up man. with that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like Jake Justice. That was funny. Although yeah, Jake yeah. Justice is a bit bittersweet because that has a backstory to it. You can go listen to another episode and hear about that. But, um, yeah, those were fun. You know the one I didn't include in there? I totally forgot. What? Leonard. For the matriarchy. I totally oh, forgot man. to include yeah, Leonard forgot, in there. But, you forgot yeah. the, the matriarchy. Yep. Yeah. But that was, oh, yeah. Well. If you want to go listen to the matriarchy ones, the very first episode we ever uh, released, episode one, had like a commercial kind of bit for this podcast called The Matriarchy with Leonard, who was the only host at the time. And then later we added Todd, which was your character. And that came out of me. I think I was just doing mic checks after you left. And we recorded the first stuff. I was doing mic checks and I just started doing weird voices. And then I came up with this funny thing and I recorded it and I didn't even intend to use it. I just thought it was funny. And I sent it to you and you were like, you have to put that in the episode. Like you have to use that. That's funny. So that's where the matriarchy came from. And then later on, I can't remember when Todd came into it, but you were like, hey, I want to get in on this. And we created this character Todd and put him in it. We've had some funny ones. One of the ones, I don't know which episode it was. It was funny with the matriarchy was the one where, and this was your idea. We went on PetSmart.com and we found like the top five tips for raising a puppy. And, <laughs> and every time it said puppy or dog, we just inserted the the uh, phrase little guy. And remember, it was it was on episode for parenting. That's what it was. And yeah. we, we made it sound like it was parenting advice until the very end of the episode when they were supposed to be done recording, but it wasn't. And then you hear like... You hear like Leonard look over and he was like, oh, hi there, little guy. And then like you hear like the dog, you know, yip or whatever. And then it was like, oh, good boy or something like that. And you find out the whole time they were just talking about dogs, you know, like because it was remember it got weird because like yeah, yeah. number four or five was like lock them in their cage or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, so give, yeah, give them treats, give them treats or something like that. Yeah, potty yeah. training pads. or I think it was like getting potty training pads or like that. But that was yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. So those are those were fun ones to do. And we, we did those in the past from here and there just because it was kind of fun to put things in between our segments and because it was again kind of a radio audio podcast it was kind of fun to have these uh just different things people could look forward to kind of like our sandwich segment and so those were fun to do but um all right so we got we got one more and then we're gonna make announcement too okay so this next one that we're gonna do here was uh we started doing these like long form jokes well Joseph was always doing long-form jokes because that was his sandwich every single time. <laughs> but what we started to do is we started to look up these ones on the internet or find them or write them. And we'd, we'd write these whole scripts for them, actually. 
And then we would uh, do these and basically turn them into like radio theater. And so we started putting those between episodes, or uh, in, at the beginning, I think, usually of episodes. And this one in particular was episode 59. And uh, this was one that you and I did together. It was, it, was, it was pretty fun. So here we go. Without further ado. Two men are walking through the woods one Thanksgiving day when they stumble across a big, deep hole. The first man peers into the hole and says, Wow, bruh, that looks deep, man. The second man says, Sure does, dude. Let's throw a few pebbles in there and uh, see how deep it is. <laughs> we'll be able to tell the death by how long it is before we hear the noise of the pebbles landing. <laughs> death. So they pick up a few pebbles and throw them into the hole and wait. Nothing. There's no noise at all. The first man says, No way. That's really deep. I know. Let's throw one of those great big rocks down there. Holy bruh. That should make a noise. So they pick up a couple football-sized rocks and toss them into the hole and wait. And wait. Again, nothing. They look at each other in amazement. Whoa, then the first man gets a determined look on his face and says, Hey, over here in the weeds, man, there's a railroad tire. Like... Help me carry it over. When we toss that sucker in, it's going to make a stupid loud noise. So the two of them drag the heavy tie over to the hole and heave it in. Once again, not a sound comes from the hole. Suddenly, out of the nearby woods, a goat appears, running like the wind. It rushes towards the two men, then right past them, running as fast as its legs will carry it. Suddenly, it leaps into the air and straight into the hole. The two men are astonished with what they've just seen and look at each other in amazement. Then, out of the woods comes a farmer who spots the men and ambles over. He asks them, Hey, have you two guys seen my goat out here? I seem to have lost him. The second man says, You bet we did. Most gnarly thing I ever saw. For sure, man. It's the craziest thing since we mixed Cool Ranch Doritos with Fun Dip. Your goat dude came running out all stoked and just jumped into this wicked deep hole and disappeared. No, says the farmer. That couldn't have been my goat. My goat was chained to a railroad tie. You like that at the end? <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. That was a fun one. We found, I think we found that we had to, we adapted it because we were like, well, let's make the characters different. And um, <laughs> I don't know how we came up with surfer dudes. I yeah. think we just wanted to do something really out of the ordinary. Like these guys were totally out of their element, you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't even know how I came up with the the farmer. I think I just did that voice. Uh, I think I used that character in another episode too. But that was fun. That was actually a decent amount of work so there was a lot of uh editing involved in that because i had to get all of the sound effects in there so and then i had to fade things in and out so it sounded like the goat was running by you so if you're listening to this listen to it on headphones it, it sounds better because you can you could hear it all but then even at the end you were laughing one of the things at the end i tried to get so right is as it faded out i wanted to get the goat 
sounding like he was down in the hole so that it <laughs> echoed and stuff. And so that was fun. It was fun doing those. That was a lot of work, but it, it was it was a lot of fun. So, okay. So, all right. Now they've hanging on with us long. Okay. Here, here we go. They're on the edge of their seat. We are leaving the Fight Laugh Feast Network. <gasps> I should have Uh-oh. something. Do I have some? Do, here we go. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what uh, what thought of it. Yeah. So the Patriarchy yeah. Podcast. Uh, a little background. We, I think you've may have heard the story before. Tony and I were talking about we'd become friends online, uh, abolition ministry and abortion ministry, and and thinking through. Uh, just, we just became friends, and we we're like, man, it might be cool to do a podcast together. And so we started talking about. Uh, it was a joke for a while because it kind of was like we we every, well, it felt like everybody was starting a podcast, right? And one of us would be like, oh, I wish you do a podcast, but then eventually you were the one who I think it was. So, so let's see, 2018, tail end of it, you called me. And you're like, my my New Year's resolution is to do a podcast. Do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, okay, I guess we'll do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it was very early on in the life of my church. Mm-hmm. Church plant was still not even particularized and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, but so we first came up, we were going to do like this thing called Nothing New. And mm-hmm. it was just going to be kind of talking about how really there's nothing new under the sun and, and really the Christian faith. We wanted to be in the line of the Christian faith. But then... We're talking talk about helping men and, and growing in, um, this interest of discipling men. And so I was like, well, 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 patriarchy, is that a, is there a podcast? Surely there's a podcast well, called that. I remember when we said it, cause we, we could, we couldn't find the name. We couldn't figure out a name. And then you were like, that's when we, you came up, you were like, well, let's, I think we, you know, we both talk about things with the men more. We want to do this. We should do something like that. I'm like, okay, well, we got to figure out a name. And I think we threw a few things out, and I can't remember exactly what they were. And then you said something about the patriarchy, and I said something like, "Well, I, you know, all the feminists call the patriarchy, anyways." Because he and I, you know, Joseph and I met in a roundabout way because of doing abortion mill ministry, and so you, you get called all sorts of things. But if you're a guy out there, you always get called something about the patriarchy. And I said something like, "I always just call ourselves the patriarchy," and I was joking. And then I remember, <laughs> I remember used to, it was like this long pause, and you were like, "That's it, man. That's yeah. it." We're gonna call it the patriarchy, and I was like, "They're they're gonna, people are gonna hate us." And you're like, well, "I was like, I was kind of like, well, there's well, yeah. that's great, but there's surely there's somebody that's sure, out there yeah. that's done it, yeah, and nobody had, so we're really? like, yeah, there really wasn't. Lock down that URL, lock that down, yep. and so we started talking about it. And the reason yeah. I brought it up is that we made a the opening, your introduction, like mm-hmm. the the thing that we start with, like all the people saying yep. bad stuff about the patriarchy, yeah, and you got the other and Gabe Wrench, uh. uh reached out to you i don't or yeah no he did he did so the the intro thing came you put together a a facebook group like a private facebook chat group basically and it was like 15 or so people and we were throwing ideas out and i remember we were like okay we need sound bites of like feminists and social justice warriors freaking out extra points if you can find ones where they say the word patriarchy so they would send me ton and you tons and tons of like urls from youtube with like uh you know timestamps and I downloaded every last one of them and then we picked a bunch of stuff out and we went through a couple of revisions found that but that's all we had right at the beginning like we we had that we had an idea and we had the the theme and then it was like well I don't I don't know how we're going to do this um 
And so I think it was right after that is, yeah, no, right after that's when I lost my job. So that, yeah, I got fired for uh, calling out a, this, they had this little girl give some pro-feminist speech at this Christian school I worked at and, and uh, they got mad that I basically said it was trash. And so I got fired. And then, so I didn't have a job. And then you were a church plant pastor. We, we didn't know what we were going to do. And then out of the blue, like you said, I was mowing the lawn and got this Facebook message from Gabe Wrench at Cross Politic, who I, to be fair, I'd listened to them for years, actually, at that point. I remember at my old house, mowing the lawn, when they were talking about the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network and thinking, wow, this is a really cool idea. And he messaged me and said, hey, little birdie said that you uh, and uh, somebody were going to start a podcast would you guys want to talk to us about coming on the Fight Left Feast Network? And I totally thought it was not, I thought it was like somebody trolling us or something. But then I clicked on the profile picture and sure enough, it was Gabe. And then I messaged you and I'm like, hey, uh, Cross Politic just contacted us and said they were thinking about having us on the network. And you called me actually immediately. My phone just like rang and you were like, really? And you're like, yeah. And I think we, I said, yeah. And then we talked to him on the phone for uh, quite a while. And uh, it was a great conversation. They were building the network at that point. They really had how to build a tent. And I think they just were bringing on uh, Chris Wiley and them for the, the podcast. And they said they were looking for a show about biblical masculinity. And we fit perfect. And then I remember the last thing they said at the end. And they're like, so have you guys come up with a name? And I was like, yeah, the, the patriarchy. And there was like this long pause. And then they just started dying laughing. And then I remember <laughs> Pastor Toby goes... Oh, I think we're gonna like you guys. And then after that, man, we had to we had to figure out how to get equipment. And that was the other blessing from God was that it was like, okay, so now we have this intro. We have a network. We don't have a show. We have no equipment, and we were gonna start fundraising. But then I didn't, we didn't have any money because I got I got fired, and you were a church plant pastor. And so we had this couple, uh, and Amber, uh, if you if you and your husband are, uh, and Malcolm are listening to the show again. I know I've thanked you guys a million times, but thank you for what you guys did. They contacted us because they're part of that group, said, hey, when are we going to get an episode from the Patriarchy? And I was like, well, I just lost my job. We don't really have any money. We're probably going to try and fundraise it maybe at the end of the year. And they said, well, let us know how much you need. We can help you fundraise it. So I let them know. And within 15 minutes, we had everything down to the penny in our PayPal account. And it was like, man, this is it. And so we bought our stuff. Uh, I think I, I drove down first to talk to you. We went out to coffee. Well, I got coffee. I don't know what you got. You probably got sweet tea. We sketched out the first four episodes. True story. I still have that paper, by the way. I found it the <laughs> other day and um, auctioned it off. <laughs> and um, then you we scheduled time, and you came up here with your kids, and we did oh, some interviews reported. and stuff. Yeah. It was cool. And so uh- – being on the network then automatically kind of gave us an audience. Oh yeah, and man, it put us in front of so many people right away. Yeah, you couldn't, uh, you know, we couldn't be as as grateful as uh, any more grateful than we have been. For you sure, know, we are thankful for the opportunity to have been on the Fight Laugh Feast Network to be able to go to the conference and and do like a breakout section and yeah. And, and do like the network shows and things have been very good. We've had lots of listeners. I've people from have listened to the episode and come to my church plant and, and announce a church. Well, we had the first uh, Fight Left Feast conference. Um, 
again, because we were in a video podcast, nobody knew what, well, some people knew what you look like a bit. I think I had like a cartoon character as my, my Facebook profile or something, but it's when we first printed shirts and, um, I oh, had, yeah, yeah. uh, this, this, this young lady walk up to me and said, that's a great shirt. That's my, my husband's favorite podcast. And I was like, oh, and I was trolling everybody cause nobody knew who I was cause they didn't know who I looked like. And I'm like, who's your favorite host? <laughs> And she's like, well, I don't know who his favorite host is. And um, he came up right away. Um, and uh, Michael, his was name. It, it wasn't him. It wasn't. I was more popular. Um, especially when they found out what he looked like. So anyway, Michael, her husband, came up and said, where'd you get that shirt? And I said, well, you know, we just put it out this weekend. He said, we. And he's like, do you work for the patriarchy? And then he grabbed my name tag and turned around. And he was like, you don't understand, man. He's like... Uh, your, your show's my favorite show. And I was like, oh, thanks. I really appreciate it. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. We got married because of your show. I'm like, you got, you got what? He, she was nodding and she's like, yeah. And so, you know, the story was that, that we had an episode called Get Married. I know, really creative title, huh? That was back before I had creative titles. And uh, she heard it and sent it to him. <laughs> and then he got the hint, although she swears it wasn't what she was trying to do. Sorry, Caitlin. I know I'm, I'm embarrassing you all over again. But um, they got married because of it. We actually told that story on stage. And that was the beginning of, I think, I don't know about you, but that was the beginning to me of realizing the impact that we had and what, you know, FLF and cross politics had done for us and putting us in front of so many people. Because up to that point, you know, we hadn't had a conference or anything yet. And we went on stage with everybody and talked about it. And then when we got off stage... I think it took me an hour and a half to make it like 10 feet and people were coming up and talking. And I'm not trying to say like, oh, look at us or celebrities. What I mean is they were telling us stories of like how this particular episode affected them or this guy we interviewed or this book we recommended or whatever. And it was really, really humbling to realize that, you know, back you and I joking about a name for the podcast and all this stuff had become this thing and God had just taken it and made it this whole other thing that I don't think either of us ever expected um, and, and again, we're circling back to this, this God used, you know, Gabe and Knox and Toby and cross politics and making this network, uh, to really help us do that. And, and to be fair to everybody, and that's why we got to leave it. Yeah. yeah that's, why, that's why we're leaving. No. <laughs> and to be fair before we're going to explain here in a second, but they already know. Okay. So this is not like our announcement to them. I've, I already called Gabe. We talked, I explained everything we're about to explain, uh, to you guys, there is no bad blood there, so I, I want to get that out of the way. So there's no like rumors running around, you know, on the internet or anything like that. So, but as to the reason as to why we're leaving, uh, Joseph, I'll let you start on that a bit too. Yeah. So when you know, like I said, uh, the, when I went back, I had was in the middle of church planning, and um, as we planned the church, and uh, our church has grown. Um, my work as a pastor has grown, um, uh, and my responsibility to my church has grown. And with that, there's been kind of this thing where it's like, okay, there's Pastor Joseph, and there's kind of like online podcast Joseph. And um, what I have not liked, and what even, even some of my elders in my church, is that the podcast seems to be a separate thing than the ministry of our of, of Sovereign King Church. And um, pa uh, being a pastor is my primary responsibility. 
And the work that I do and as far as like online and with preaching the gospel is an extension of my work as a pastor. It's not a separate thing. And but it's been kind of a separate thing and, and it's been weird to like how does our, our church relate to it and all that kind of stuff. And so um what really desired to do is to get that distance away and let this podcast be an extension for at least my part of this podcast is an extension of the ministry of being a pastor of my church. And so I approached Tony about this and we've decided that it would be good for the podcast to come under the authority of uh, a local church. Uh, It is, it is, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, authority you know mm-hmm. we're men in authority but we're men under authority mm-hmm. yeah. and i want us to be under authority um it doesn't mean i, I want a church the church is going to come in and micromanage the podcast or anything like that well you know as much as we appreciate flf and everything i mean they're they're in idaho you know i'm in ohio you're in indiana we are literally physically far away and yeah we have the conferences and stuff too but we haven't really been able to go to the ones lately um, because you and i are just more busy with things that are local around us. Um, so it made more sense for us to kind of, uh, I don't know if you want to say circle the wagons, <laughs> maybe that's not the right analogy, but to just bring things in a little closer to where we are physically and even just the people that we know and interact with you know, day to day and things like that. So again, we don't want anybody else out there to think that you know there's some big falling out we had with FLF or anything like that. We don't. I, we, we love those guys. Uh, and wish him the best, and, and Gabe said the same to us. Um, I'm sure we'll we we run in some of the same circles. I'm sure we'll see each other again at some point. And yeah, it's not a a, a bad blood division, no. you know. Uh, yeah. Let me address the elephant in the room thing. There's the some of, I've been critical of some of the things with Gary Demar, but this decision was made before any yeah. of that. Yeah, we don't. And, that's why we're saying this because we don't want anybody to try to make that implication. Yeah, so we love Gabe, and I love Doug Wilson, and and um, the men on the fight, laugh, feast. It's ju- this is just about me coming under authority, making sure that uh, uh, there's some people have oversight over the work that I do as a pastor, so that there'll be a a a, a committee or some kind of board created to kind of help oversee some of my work on outreach and my publicly visible ministry and uh it also some of the focus probably of the podcast will be more on things that hit closer to home and some of the the things that men in my church deal with and maybe more men from my church or presbytery or things like that that get interviewed uh still great content helping men grow in the faith uh uh none of that is going to change uh, you'll be able to see our ugly faces with it, and uh, and so hey, none of that speak is... Speak for yourself, okay? You've got the ugly face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but also this means that we'll have financial supporting as able to do it, the podcast will, because it'll be under the support of the, the church. It, le- it means that I'll be able to, to um, celebrate the work that we do within my local congregation better than I have in the past. This just won't be a disconnect. And um, it means we'll just be men under authority, which is so important because we, we talk about patriarchy and authority. We do not want to be hypocrites. And uh, 
uh, I think that's just so important. Yeah. And, and over probably the past year or two, things like that, especially with you as your church is getting bigger and you're more and more involved with what you're doing there. Um, you know, more and more things have happened in my life too. There's more involvement I've had with my church here. There's more involvement I've had with counseling people here and just other, all sorts of other projects and things that I've been working on at the same time. Um, things at home and things around my home and with my extended family, stuff like that too. So there's just things that make more sense sometimes when you're literally spreading yourself a bit thin or you're you're in something with people that you don't see all the time or you don't interact with all the time. And as much as I would, I mean, I, you know, when we see the guys from Cross Politic and hang out with them when we've been to the conference and stuff too, it's been a lot of fun. We've, we've had a really good time with them. Um, you know, we've had dinner and stuff with them and in the extended network and things like that too. And so that's fun, but it doesn't happen all the time. It's not the people that you're around all the time. And so it just... It wasn't a decision we made lightly, but it was just a decision that was the right decision, you know. And I mean, we we started this show with the verse <laughs> from Ecclesiastes that everything there's a season because it was quite fitting with it. And there's just sometimes there's just different different season and there's different reasons to move on to a different season. Um, and it doesn't mean that there's any bad falling out. It just means it's the right thing to do. And Gabe understands that. So the guys, so we don't want anybody out there saying anything in, in terms of this being bad blood or anything like that. So yeah, and and. You know, uh, as far as like where you find the podcast, Mm -hmm. a lot of that is not necessarily going to change as far as like if you're already subscribed to our iPod, your podcatcher, iTunes or (laughs) Spotify and all those things to the to the internet to the the internets to the the Googles. Yeah, to the Googles. (laughs) The Googles. (laughs) You've already got that. Yeah, we're going to work. We're going to work with uh, and, and FLF has been very uh, open with that too, saying that they'd work with us to try to get everything moved to where it the the feed wasn't moving. It was just the files and things like that, and to where we're going to upload things, that kind of stuff. And they, they again, good guys, been very yeah. supportive of what we're doing with this, and we can't thank them enough uh, for what they've done for us and for you know what they've done for even for other people on the network too, which is really good. Okay, so that's two out of three. That's two out of three, man. We got we got three. We got one more. All right, go ahead. Here we go. You want you ready? Our third announcement is I am leaving the show. And with that being said, we're going to go to a commercial we did a little while ago. Well, hello there. This is Chad Chadwick from Things You Don't Want But Now Need. I am here to tell you about our brand new product, introducing the Emperor's Mask. You see, it's a revolutionary, completely breathable, touchless mask that is fully liberal compliant. How is this possible, you ask? Well, that's a phenomenal question and shows me that you're probably not a liberal. You see, much like the emperor's clothes in that old children's fable, this mask doesn't actually exist. It's made of nothing, comes packaged in nothing, and exactly like real masks, does nothing. This breakthrough non-material is extraordinarily cheap to produce, almost like we're not making anything at all. The savings of which we pass directly on to you. What you'll get with your order is just an email that says you're wearing a mask. This is the receipt. Show this to the completely masked, gloved, and head-to-toe gowned person at the Walmart entrance, and you're good to go. If they protest, though, we will send an extra email at no charge that recognizes your preferred pronouns of mask and masked. 
Because if Bruce Jenner can be woman of the year and a virus can understand curfews, well then, you can certainly self-identify as wearing a diaper on your face. Act now, as supplies are extremely limited. Ha! We all know that's not true. But since the government is playing make-believe, well, we can too. Until the next renamed flu season strikes, this is Chad Chadwick signing off. <laughs> oh, no. I wonder if we're going to get in trouble. Well, we're not really on YouTube at this point, so we're going to get in trouble for that one. But obviously, right. that one was made during COVID. That was from episode forty-six. It was a commercial that we threw in there, and that was that was me being Chad Chadwick. So that was that was a fun one. I I, I enjoyed doing that. I think I think I actually did that in one take, if I remember right. I think that was the one that I did in one take. So that was that was fun. So good. All right. Well, that's our episode well, for this okay. week. No. <laughs> Wait a second, man. What did you just say? The <clears> third <throat> announcement was. Yeah, so our third announcement is I am leaving the show. So I am I have made the decision uh, to uh, actually around the same time we started to make the decision to leave FLF. I was thinking about the same things. I mean, I'm making the decision to walk away from the show, um, not because Joseph and I have had any falling out, not because of anything. Tony sucks and we, we hate each other. <laughs> I will punch yeah. him in the face. We we actually over. hate each other. We we went, as soon as we stop recording, we just yeah hang up and um, yeah. no. Joseph and I actually one thing you have to understand about this show is when Joseph and I first met, we met on Facebook. Uh, he and I had been part of similar groups and things, doing things uh, with uh, anti-abortion uh, ministries, stuff like that. And I had come across him. I think he made a video about something. I watched it. Uh, I really liked what he said, and I actually messaged him, and that's how we we actually originally met. And then we started talking. We became just friends online, and then we'd start chatting more and like messenger, and then texting each other and had some phone calls. And so, you know, slowly but surely built a friendship. Then I went to go visit him and his family, and he was nice enough to let me stay the night. Um, met some guys from his church. Went to the abortion mill down there in Kentucky, and we just slowly started making a friendship. And then we decided to do a podcast, and I wouldn't say we weren't friends and we started to do podcasts. I think we were friends, but we were really good acquaintances, I think, at that point. And what you guys, longtime listeners, hopefully understand is you've literally listened to Joseph and I, for the most part, become friends over the four years. I mean, there's other conversations that we had outside of the podcast, but you've, you've listened to the progression of our friendship and we really are good friends. And that is one thing that's going to be hard about this. Not that he and I are going to stop being friends, but I will... Friends are friends forever. I will not miss him singing. Um, but a friend <laughs> But I will miss when. the talks we had. We, we talk for a good amount of time before the podcast. Uh, sometimes we talk afterwards as well. Um, you know, we've, we've hung out outside the podcast. Uh, you know, even like when he and I went to the conference in South Dakota, we went a day or two ahead of time and just took a car and got drove through bear country you know like things like oh, we just great. have had yes. some cool memories together and we literally have become friends through doing this and so that's something that i'm always going to look fondly upon about this podcast and in the last four years of what we've done um, but i guess the question is then why am i leaving the show so it, for a well, while let me ask you this was uh-oh. it because uh-oh I was it because I told you to leave or our church by coming up? Does it has like was it because our church told you to leave or anything like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. They wrote me this letter okay, okay. that I had I to sign to make sure for. That was clear. Yes. Yeah, they they sent it to, it was a what's it called? Certified certified letter. They sent yeah, it to yeah. my house. I had to sign for it. Um they yeah. had one other deacons deliver it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um no, so 
the past year especially, but if not even more than that, um, slowly but surely I've been taking on more things. Uh, not even just at work, although I, I do, I've you know, got a promotion and stuff at work. Um, my hours are a little different, um, but also just in the things that I do for my family, the things I've been doing for our church. Um, I, I mentioned before, you know, I've counseled some people and stuff at church, but there's other involvement I'm doing. I'm getting to know a lot more of the men at the church and being more involved in that, uh, things with my pastors and stuff like that. And I mean, the list goes on. There's other projects I'm working on behind the scenes for things, even for my wife's homeschooling, but even other people in our church, I'm trying to set up like this online schooling thing, uh, to where, you know, families could use it, not just our family. Um, I'm setting some stuff up for like my parents and the the list goes on. I do a lot of other things is what I'm trying to say. Um, and we have a lot of property and my kids are getting older. And one of the things, and I'm going to play a couple things here in a second that I've wanted to do more of and have just not really been able to do it somewhat because Joseph and I are in separate States. And so we really do have to kind of set up times to record together. It's not like we can just hop on anytime we want and then the editing that goes into it. But what I've wanted to do more of is I want to involve my family and possibly also my church in more of what I do if I do any audio things, if I do any... So I, I may not be done with podcasting forever or radio theater stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm not... I have no plans on that right now. But I, I have realized, because multiple people have told me, including my family, you know, that I, I've realized talents that I've had while doing this podcast that I didn't know I had before. And I want to offer that to help some other people, whether it be in our church or maybe other podcasts or something in the future, or just really what I want to do is try to involve my wife and kids in this. And I'm trying to figure out how do I do that? And so one thing I'm going to play here in a bit is I have these two skits uh, that we did for the show. And one of them features my wife and I, and one of them features my daughter and I. And both of them are wonderful voice actors also. And my daughter really, really enjoys doing this stuff. Um, you know, you heard her before on the voicemail thing. She's done a few other things in the show. Actually, if you don't know, uh, the feminist freak out of the week, um, that is my daughter. And also, uh, what's the other one? Feminism ruins everything. Um, so those two are actually her voice from, from years ago. Uh, Here, I have them here. So here's feminism ruins everything. Feminism ruins everything. So that's probably three, four, it's got to be four years ago now. So that's, that's four years ago. And then she did this one. Feminist freak out of the week. So that's, both those are my daughter and she really enjoys doing things like that. Uh, My wife, uh, I want her to do more. She, she's gotten a kick out of some of the things she's done too. And so, you know, some things I've been thinking about is like this radio theater type thing. We really enjoy it as a family. And if you can't tell, I really like it. And some of our show is kind of sort of modeled around from the beginning having segments and having bits right and things that you like look forward to almost like the old days of radio theater when you would sit in front of it and you'd tune in and you're like oh i I, i'm gonna listen to this character i'm gonna listen to this show and i know they're gonna they're gonna hit this one point or they're gonna do this one thing and so for a lot of you guys that's the sandwich segment or that's the feminist freak out of the week or things like that so i enjoy doing that but i know my family does too and i want them to be more involved in all the things I do, uh, whether it be this kind of stuff with audio or whether it just be other projects and things I'm working on, these server things that I'm building. My sons like to do that kind of stuff, but they're starting to get older and they're getting to those ages where they can participate more in that. And I don't want to lose that time. 
Um, so what I'm doing is I'm I'm taking a break from podcasting. I don't know if that's forever or not, but I'm I'm walking away from this show, and Joseph's going to take it in a not a completely different direction, but he's going to take it in a different direction, um, and he's going to do things closer to home for him too. And so again, this has nothing to do with you know he and I having a falling out or anything like that. Um, it just it's what's right for the both of us at this point. Uh, we'll remain friends. I'm sure we'll still text and send each other stupid memes <laughs> and things like that. Um, but I just kind of wanted to put that out there. I want to save that for last because I know that's probably a bigger bombshell than some of the other ones. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe some people are like, yes, we finally got rid of Tony and it's only Joseph now. And so for all of you, all of you Joseph fans, you get what you want. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, be careful what you wish for, okay? Um, Okay, so we could talk a bit more in a second here, but what I want to do is I want to play these two bits. Uh, This first one... Uh, was from episode 61 and then the next one after that's from episode 62 but this first one it features my wife and I and we had a really good time doing it so here we go this man is dining alone at a fancy restaurant and there's a beautiful redhead sitting at the next table he's been sneakily checking her out ever since he arrived but doesn't have the courage to start talking to her Suddenly, she sneezes, and her glass eye comes flying out of its socket toward the man. His reflexes kick in, and he reaches out, plucks it out of the air, and hands it back to her. Here you go, ma'am. The redhead is mortified. Oh my, I'm so sorry. She says as she pops her eye back into place. Let me buy your dinner to make it up to you. So he joins her table, and they enjoy a wonderful meal together. Afterward, they go to the theater, followed by some drinks. They talk, they laugh. She shares her deepest dreams, and he shares his. She listens. After paying for everything, he asks her if she would like to go on a second date. She says yes. Absolutely. And they have many more dates after. On that Christmas morning, she cooks a gourmet meal with all the trimmings. The guy is amazed at how everything has been so perfect and how incredible this woman is. He can't believe his luck. You know, he says, you were the perfect woman. Are you this nice to every guy you meet? No. She replies, you just happened to catch my eye. Yeah, that that, that one definitely reads like a you joke, um, Joseph. (laughs) But that was fun to do with her. Uh, We just did it. uh, I think my parents were actually uh, watching the kids, and we just came out of the shop and recorded that together. She thought it was funny. I mean, she rolls her eyes at it, or her eye, I guess. Um, (laughs) Her eye rolled at you. Her eye rolled. uh, Yeah, but we had fun with that. And even just like little bits like she did in there, like there were little touches, like her humming and stuff as she was cooking and stuff that she just did a really good job on. And and those are fun to do. And uh, things like that, to be able to do more things like that, uh, whether it's for a podcast or whether we do some kind of long-form radio theater thing or whether we just do it for the kids. You know, we just make things and we play it for the kids and it's something we do. I don't know. Uh, but those are kind of things that I don't want to miss out doing. And so I want to do more of. Uh, so I got one more. I want to play this next one. Uh, this is another long-form joke, one that, that we did, and it features my daughter, uh, who constantly refers to this one. Uh, Dad, can, when can we do another one like the horse? When can we do another, another one like the horse? Because she loved doing this, and she did a really cute job. So I'll let you guys be the judge, but uh, if you don't think she did a cute job, you're wrong. Here we go. <laughs> I 
A young girl named Tammy bought a horse from a farmer for $250, and the farmer agreed to deliver the horse to Tammy the following day. The next day, though, the farmer turned up at Tammy's house and said, Sorry, honey, but I have some bad news. The horse died. <laughs> Tammy replied, Well, then just give me my money back. That's fine. The farmer said, Sorry, I can't do that. I went and spent it already. Tammy then said, Okay, then, just bring me the dead horse. The farmer was surprised and asked Tammy, Why? What are you going to do with them? Tammy replied, I'm going to raffle them off. The farmer laughed and said, You can't raffle off a dead horse. Who'd buy a ticket? Tammy answered, Sure I can. Just watch me. I just won't tell anybody the horse is dead. A month later, the farmer met up with Tammy again and asked, What happened with that dead horse in the end? Did you raffle him off? Tammy said, I sure did. I sold 500 tickets at $5 apiece. The farmer said, Didn't anybody complain? Tammy smiled and said, Just the guy who won. So I gave him his $5 back. (laughs) You can't beat a dead horse. You could sell one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that was fun, and she did a really cute job, and she had so much fun doing it. I just remember how big of a smile she had. She recorded like four or five takes, not because she needed to, just because she wanted to. And uh, my, I, I have other things for my kids have been on. I have one for my, uh, my son was on it. And I don't have that for this one too. But, you know, as he's getting older, he has to do another one. I had another one of my sons. I have one girl and four sons, by the way. And uh, another one of my sons, um, you know, asked to do one. And so I might take him out here sometime and have him record something just for the heck of it and send it to the family. Um, but all that being said, that's why I'm leaving. Um, I want to do things a bit more local. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be, you know, out of the public eye forever, uh, or maybe it will. I don't know. Um, I really don't have plans on that. I just kind of want to take a break from doing this stuff. Uh, obviously, I'm just walking away from the show completely, and then just uh, kind of figure it out and uh, work on some other projects with my family, keep them close, and uh, do more things with them. I want to teach them how to build something, you know, together uh, as a family. A tent, maybe. A tent. <laughs> nice. Sorry. I don't know. I can't. I, I can't find that. Uh, can't find the tent anywhere. No, uh, uh, brother. I'm, we're going to miss you, obviously. And it's been a, a, a great pleasure to have done this podcast so far uh, with you. Uh, this doesn't exist without your work and your, your effort, your editing, and all that stuff. I've told people at my church. I often just show up on Tuesdays and be like, what are we doing? <laughs> and so, uh, uh, you know, I hate to see you leave, but I understand. We understand why. And I think it's a good decision to make that we've been talking about growing to masculinity and, and manhood and taking care of your family and putting them first. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I love you. And, and, uh, like I said, and as you said, we'll continue to be friends and, and, uh, I think you'll probably still have, uh, more things that will come out in the future at some time. You'll, you'll, you'll still be useful to people and, and God is, is going to use you greatly and in, in with your family, which is where the work is really is, is what mm-hmm. we're all about. Yep. You know, as, 
as far as the podcast going, again, uh, I have some people in my church going to begin helping, and uh, there's going to be some things that are changed up. You know, it, there's a dynamic that you and I have that uh, won't be easily replaced or, or even is replaceable. But uh, the I'm the work of, of I've been told I'm one of a kind. You're one of a kind. I'm not man. entirely sure if it's a compliment when I hear that, but yeah. yes. <laughs> and so, um, but you know, I, I think our listeners um, can expect in the future more content helping with being a godly man, helping with uh, um, living the Christian life. Uh, there'll be uh, probably some of my plans are uh, some of it will be video. There may be little um, react videos and things like that. Uh, um, uh, one-off things here and there that have to do with uh, theological topics or other things that are important in the life of a local church, living as a man in a local church and those kinds of things. So the podcast is going to be some transformation to it, but I, I hope longtime listeners will stick with me and stick it out and continue to help us to, to build and fight and lead and protect and, it's the wrong order, even after almost 100 episodes, man. <laughs> to protect the fight, the build, lead. Build, fight, build. protect, lead, man. Build, fight, protect, lead. This is what's going to happen, okay. people, yes. now that I'm listening. it's all it's good. The, the wheels it's, are going to fall off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, we'll, uh, we'll work on that, too. <laughs> to write it down and put it on your wall. Yeah, I will. And, but uh, uh, I, would, I would cover your prayers for Tony as he uh, continues to work with his family and, and, and that and is stepping away. I'd ask your prayers as we take the podcast off of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network and and put it under the authority of a local church and uh, create our own uh, media ministry and, and board to, to deal with this. And I'd ask your prayers for me as I come up with more content and, and that it would be useful to uh, God's kingdom. And God would continue to to use the Patriarchy podcast for the uh, years in the future. And as far as it gives God glory and he desires to see it continue, it will continue. But so there's there's going to be a you know transitional period, um, you know, why Joseph uh, transitions into a woman. And uh, I'm sorry, uh, well, transitions over to his podcast. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, I don't know what I was going with that. Um, but what I mean is, is that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to start handing over some of the, I, I, I do most of the all the media stuff and whatever. So I'm going to start kind of moving that over to him. Um, he may rebrand stuff. I have no idea. Um, he's got kind of some plans he's got to make for himself. But one of the things is if you guys want to still get in contact with me, um, I am not entirely sure if I'm going to stay on Facebook or not. I also, if I do, I may actually try to change my last name back to my real last name. If the listeners don't know, I'm Tony Paterno on Facebook, but my real last name is Dapani, but that's because Facebook kicked me off a long time ago. So you can either look for Tony Paterno or Tony Dapani on Facebook, and I might be one of them. But if you want to email me, uh, I know before you guys would email me at the you know my patriarchy podcast email i'm obviously not gonna be checking that anymore and i'm not gonna have it um but if you guys want to email me you can actually email me at tony at the depanis.com so it's just the d-i-p-a-n-e-s.com so tony at the depanis.com uh that's that's an email if you guys want to get contact with me or you know send me stuff or ask questions or whatever and uh, there's been a few people um, even that, you know, we've had phone calls and stuff together. And so I'm open to all that. Um, I don't want to just drop out of the public eye completely if people need my help on things. So feel free to reach out. 
Um, if I don't get back to you within a day or something, you know, don't feel like I'm ignoring you. Um, but I'll try and get back to you within a week or something like that. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. Um, I don't want to just ignore everybody. I appreciate all of you fans. I appreciate all of the support you guys have given us over the years. You guys have been great. Uh, the stories you guys have told us, told me about how our episodes have affected you or how you shared it with somebody or how you made some kind of life decision, like you got married or you had a kid or you went and became a pastor or you quit one job and started another one. You moved to another city to go to uh, you know, a good church and bring your family there. I mean, there are stories and stories from people all over the United States and just people all over the world, actually. We've gotten guys from driving to a base in Germany. We've got a guy writes from Scotland who's studying to be a pastor, you know, guys in the middle of Africa somewhere. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And um, we've loved hearing from you, um, not because it puffs up uh, us up or anything, but because it, it gives us feedback that what we're doing has made a difference. And it is really humbling <laughs> when you hear those things, but it's really encouraging too. Um, and I love, I've loved sitting down with you guys at conferences or when I've seen you guys in person, sometimes people stop through. I know Joseph, same things happen to you. People have driven through or visited your church or visited a, you know, a seminary that you've been at and you just kind of happen to run into people and you get these really cool stories and it's just been an amazing four years, uh, to be able to do this, you know, uh, week in and week out and do all the fun things we did that we played too. But I, I don't know that we could go back and really pick a lot of the serious stuff we did it'd take too long it'd be like the whole thing i mean we, we've had some really great conversations great interviews i mean we've had we've interviewed some really amazing people that have had some really good stuff to say really good things that i don't know about you joseph but affected me that i've I've taken i think you've said it before sometimes we'll get off of an interview and we're not recording and it's like man i feel like i need to go make a change like right now you know like you talk to somebody and they give you advice uh and that's just been an amazing opportunity for us to become better men and for you guys to kind of come along for the ride. That's kind of how I've always described the show, is we've had this show where we've endeavored to become better men, and we've invited everybody to come along for the ride. And I've been happy for you guys to ride along. This is my stop to get off. Um, I hope you guys understand. Please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. But please support Joseph. Please keep supporting the show. Pray for the both of us, uh, for where we're going and what God's got in store for us in the future. I'm sad to leave the show, but at the same time, I'm also excited for what I've got to do um, from here. I've got a lot of cool plans and things that I'm going to be able to do now, and I'm excited for that. So be excited with me. And that is our episode for this week. Thank you to each and every listener, every fan who has supported us over these years. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for the comments, the likes, the follows. Thank you for the messages and the emails. Thank you for your stories. Thank you for the financial support and the word of mouth. Most of all, thank you for the prayers. And thank you for being better men every day. Don't stop. Because that, gentlemen, is my last homework for you. I get to it. So one last time, and say it with me now. Until next time, if you have not yet bowed your knee to Christ, repent and belief. And if you have, this is our call to you. Build, fight, protect, lead. This is, and always will be, the patriarchy.
Hey, Dad? Yeah, honey. We were going to go up back and make a fort. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Let's go build something new. <laughs>